the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. I should say, welcome back to me. <laughs> I was in classes all week. The uh, that is brutal. Turning some uh, returning phone calls at night. Uh, so I apologize to anybody that didn't get back to, but I was in class. I had to be there at in Canton, Ohio, at eight fifteen, and they didn't let us out until five fifteen every day. <laughs> but at least it's over with now. And uh, so what was I studying? Well, I was studying life insurance and health insurance and annuities. Um, I used to carry those licenses. I decided to reenact them because interest rates are actually going up now. And uh, at some point in time, I think that's going to become a very attractive alternative to buying bond funds. Um, bond funds fluctuate. And when interest rates are rising, bond funds have a tendency to go down. So, uh, interest rates have moved up a little bit over, you know, they're still not very high. In fact, they haven't really moved up all that much. But if this trend continues, you know, you look at the unemployment figures that came out on Friday, unemployment's never been this good. So you got to figure at some point in time, interest rates probably go back to a more normal level. And then those things will be uh, very attractive. Uh, and there are all kinds of things that you can do with that. So we'll be talking about that a little bit in the future, uh, in uh, a little bit more in the future. Really interesting that the, uh, the health insurance thing, man, you, you should see the amount of data. Oh, that is brutal with the Affordable Health Care Act in there and uh, long-term care insurance and uh, Medicare supplements, and they've got all kinds of stuff. And one of the uh, reasons I, I wanted to become more knowledgeable on that too is that my clients are fairly, uh, well, they're, they're, most of them are retired. Okay. So they're looking at Medicare and, and there are an awful lot of things happening that I see that I know are not right. Uh, and they just don't know where to go. So I thought I would go in and brush up on that. Not that I ever want to, um, I, I won't focus my product, my, my practice on that, but there's a firm that I'll be, uh, uh, that I've identified that can help me. So I'm going to basically be able to give referrals out and, and know exactly what they need and what we're talking about. So that's just a, uh, an ongoing saga, the uh, world of financial advice and financial planning. 
The uh, things are always changing. About every six years, I think, I, I heard from someone, the entire thing has changed. <laughs> every six years, about 100% of what you used to know is no good anymore. Yeah. I don't think that might have been, I don't know if they were exaggerating or not, but it is large. Okay, it is large. So anyway, got you up to speed on that. And by the way, that means I'm going to have to go to a continuing ed now for <laughs> for extended stuff. I already have to. You know, it's amazing how many continuing education hours that you have to have today to be an investment advisor. The, uh, uh, it's just amazing. Anyway, so I do want to talk a little bit about the seminar that's coming up, The Quickest Path to Recovery Without Increasing Your Risk. So, you know, if you look back a few weeks ago, market was down, and if you measure from the top to the bottom, it was down about 20%. The S&P 500 was down about 20%. Most funds were down in that range of 15 to 20%. That's always scary every time it happens, uh, unless you're me, because I've seen it so many times that you know, it's not scary anymore, the, uh, especially if stocks aren't overpriced. Now, some stocks are overpriced. Incidentally, those were the ones that came down the most. The most overpriced stocks actually dropped a little bit more than the average stock did, which is a good thing. That's actually what you want to have happen. You don't want another 2000 on your hands. That's what happened in the year 2000. You had a small, relatively small group of stocks within the S&P 500 that did exceptionally well. And everyone thought the entire index was doing well. When in fact, if you took out the technology stocks, the performance of the S&P 500 dropped like a rock. Okay. So the average stock was not doing nearly as well as the S&P 500 was because it was overweighted in these large technology stocks and actually banking stocks and uh, oil and gas back in those days. So those three sectors really dominated and made everybody think that stocks across the board were going up, but that was not true. Yeah, there was a small, relatively small sub, subset that became a large percentage of the S&P 500. And uh, we're going to be talking about that, too, because that's a big deal. You know, how do you avoid over-concentrating? Most people had no idea that they were over-concentrating. In fact, they still don't know. They don't know how the stock market actually works. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to try to keep everything as simple as humanly possible. I've got some uh, research that I just did. I'm going to bring with me to kind of illustrate what I'm talking about. And what you can do to avoid making, that's an avoidable mistake, by the way. That is an avoidable mistake. When you over-concentrate in one area of the market or in the areas that have been the most popular lately, because you all know what happens to, to popularity, right? I think I used to have an old football coach that used to say, fame is fleeting. He was always saying that, fame is fleeting. Now he's talking to a bunch of 18 to 22-year-olds, not 23-year-olds, actually. And he was always famous fleeting. We were all like, we were all wondering, what, what is he talking about? And he was talking about in football, <laughs> how your careers were so short, you know, and then nobody knows who you are anymore. And uh, in the investment markets, you get stocks that rise, become superstars, and then go away. Literally go away. And everybody, nobody believes it, by the way. When the stocks are on the rise, nobody believes they're ever going to go away. And then when they do, you know, the people that had invested in them 
are really sorry and a new crop comes in and the younger people are now they're in their middle ages and the new younger people don't know anything about what happened. <laughs> so it repeats itself. We're going to try to stop that, <laughs> stop from repeating that. And uh, uh, it's relatively easy to do now. It's a lot easier to do than it was you know, when I started in the business. It was. It's a lot easier to do today, today than it was 10 years ago. It's mind-boggling how much change you've seen in just the last 10 years. Last 10 years, the last six years have uh, really changed the entire landscape of investment planning. The last six years. What's happened during that time period? Well, these funds called exchange-traded funds that I talk, we've been talking about those forever. I mean, I, I literally left to start my own firm because I saw them coming. And now what I've uh, seen is that you've got too many of them, actually. And too many of them are too similar. And the vast majority of them are weighted very similarly to the S&P 500, their market cap weight. I know you know, it, it doesn't matter that you don't know what that means. Basically, it's putting all of your, well, most of your eggs in a really small portion of your basket. So if that basket gets dropped, those eggs that are laying on top of each other are all going to get crushed. <laughs> if you've got some of your eggs in multiple baskets, other baskets, and one of the baskets gets dropped, and you're going to be a lot better off than you are packing one basket full of eggs and then putting a, a one or two eggs in five to ten different baskets. Does that make sense at all? The uh, I don't know. But that's what, hap- what happens when you're uh, in a market cap weighted index is you end up concentrating too heavily in a few stocks. That's the bottom line. And that's great when they're doing well. When they're doing poorly, not so much. Go back and look at the stock market, the S&P 500. Back in the, uh, oh, start about March of 2000. <laughs> You're going to see a 12-year negative period there. If you look at a graph, you look at a chart, you'll see a 12-year negative period. Mm-hmm. Think about that. 12 years, you haven't made any money. Is that what you want to do? And when you hear people, yeah, but look at how well it's done in the past. Who cares? Who ca- And in the long run, by the way, it, it has done very well. It's done very well. But it's dropped 50% twice in one 10-year time period. If you're not willing to see your investments drop by that much, maybe you should start to consider doing some other things. And there are other things you can do. It In the long run, by the way, when the uh, S&P has been the number one category for the past five or six years, you're going to feel bad. You're going to say, wow, I should have been all in that. Well, no, don't feel bad. That's like feeling bad because you didn't pick the lottery numbers. It's absolutely the same thing. You can't know when that's going to happen. Nobody does. Nobody knows when the market's going to get crazy again. I, I know it will at some point, both directions, by the way. At some point in time, it'll get so undervalued that it'll be a, an easy buy. I mean, can you imagine... Somebody who graduated from college got their, or got their first job in May of the year 2009, about 60 days after the market bottomed. So they got their job and they started having money taken out of their check and put in their 401k. I'm telling you what, those people have a much different opinion on the stock market. <laughs> 
They think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And uh, they're not even old enough to understand that statement. <laughs> so, uh, actually, they have no idea what that statement means. That is hilarious. Yeah, I'm aging myself here. So, anyway, there are ways to reduce the amount of risk that you're taking. And if you've already done that and your market's down and you're upset, there are ways that you can increase or decrease the amount of time that it takes to recover. There are things you can do that will decrease the amount of time that it takes you to recover from a big decline in the stock market. And I think this is incredibly important. I think having basic knowledge, incredibly important. We're going to be bringing out the 60-second test. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah, my intern I'm working partners with, with look out for the bull, and I apologize that's not... I. You know what? Actually, I think we said March. We're, we're aiming for March to get it fully functional. We can start putting stuff out soon, but by March, the Lookout for the Bull website will be fully functional. Okay, That means you'll be able to sign up for it if you'd like to because there are opportunities that come along fairly frequently. Fairly frequently. But you have to understand the kind of risk you're taking if you're going to do well with that. And uh, uh, over time, I think it's a really good thing to do. I think it's a good thing to understand what you're up against. You know, in this class that I'm, I'm taking this week, I'm the only one in there that, that has an investment advisor's license. And I'm listening to what the other people are saying, and I'm just going, wow, holy cow. These guys, I mean, it's unreal. They're going to be dealing in an area of your life that's extremely important financial, it's insurance. And a lot of the people in there were property and casualty agents who were picking up their life and health, mainly for investment purposes. Some of them, uh, Medicare supplements, which is a, a big topic. We'll have to talk about that at some point in time on the show. That's a big deal, man. That is a really big deal. Um, so anyway, they're there and I'm listening to what they're saying and I'm just going, holy cow. They don't have the very basics, the very beginning. That It blows my mind. I think I'm going to have to start going out to uh, junior highs because by the time you're in junior high, you've already learned enough math to know everything you need to know to be successful in the stock market. You do not have to know all the fancy formulas. You don't have to have a PhD in math or statistics or economics or accounting or whatever to be successful in financial markets. You don't. All you really need to have is a really good grasp on percentages, which you learn by the sixth grade. (laughs) So by the time you're 12, if somebody would show you how to apply what you already know, you could actually be very successful financially without having to go and study these things and learn a whole bunch of math you're never going to use. It's amazing. Does that Math really help that much? Not really. I mean, not unless you're going to be a high-frequency trader and you've got a couple billion dollars to be able to execute those strategies. <laughs> then the math helps, you know, but you got to get a couple billion dollars first yeah, or at least talk somebody into letting you manage it, and uh, then that kind of stuff would help. The average person, not necessary. For the average person, it is is not necessary. What you do have to have is a really good, solid grounded education in the basics, just the basics. It's all you need. 
That's why I do the seminars. That's why I'll continue to do the seminars. That's why I'm putting up the website. It's going to be an educational website. I don't even think we're going to accept advertising. I was thinking about that the other day. I don't know that that's smart to accept advertising because when you accept advertising, your advertisers want you to cover the topics that they want to be covered. And that's not always all that good. Uh, anyway, so if you guys have a uh, phone call question or comment, you can call today, 216-901-0945 right here. You can also email me, bill at bullingtoncapital.com, or you can go to my website. There's a contact us form there at Bullington Capital Management. You can sign up for the webs for the seminar, The Quickest Path to Recovery Without Increasing Your Risk. See, that's the big one. You don't want to increase your risk if you don't have to, especially if you're not risk, you know, if you're risk averse. If you don't like taking risk, last thing you want to do is increase your risk when you're down. That is a recipe for disaster, I can tell you. And in fact, oftentimes you can recover quicker by reducing your risk. Not always, but many times it's possible. So we're going to take a look at those things. How do you recover after you've had a correction? And how do you try to increase the chances that you'll recover sooner without increasing your risk? There are lots of uh, ways of doing that. One of them is actually by knowing what you're investing in. And that's kind of a big deal. We're, we're going to take some time and talk about how you look down inside of a mutual fund, how you figure out how much risk it's actually taken, when you want to look at a track record and when you don't want to look at a track record of a fund, all kinds of stuff. So eventually these will all be posts and little videos and I'm going to put these up online and I think it'll be a, a good thing to do because boy, today you look around with interest rates as low as they are it's really tough to be able to accumulate enough money to be able to retire. It's really, if you're going to try to do it in CDs, you're going to try to do it in tax-free bonds, unless you're a celebrity, a professional athlete, or you own a business that makes a lot of money, you're going to have a very tough time accumulating enough cash to be able to retire and to maintain your lifestyle. It's just going to be incredibly difficult. Think about it. If you had a million dollars at two and a half percent, it's an average CD rate right now, about two and a half percent. If you had a million dollars, that's going to give you a little over $2,000 a month before taxes. After taxes, you're probably around $2,000 a month. You got a million bucks <laughs> and you're only going to get $2,000 a month. Hey, I think I hear the music playing which means I'm going to have to take a commercial break. You listen to Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned. Come and be a part of an extraordinary adventure to Israel. The Stand with Israel Tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher is happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Join WHK 1420 for a 10-day expedition to the Holy Land that will change your life. You'll get timely insights into Israel's fascinating past, dynamic present, and promising future. Experience the Western Wall, modern Tel Aviv, the Dead Sea, and so much more. All in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Register today. Visit whkradio.com. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. 
To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move is called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living, then has my mom. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. The left is so desperate to stop President Trump, they refuse to report anything that makes him look good. And instead, they focus on silly stuff. Endless hours bragging about Stormy Daniels or manufacturing a fake crisis at the border to make Trump appear insensitive to families and protecting children. Yeah, well, the left never cared about protecting babies when they were still unborn. These meltdowns in the mainstream media do one important thing. They show us their true agenda. Keep it here to find out more. AM 1420, The Answer. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you have one of those bathrooms that are old, outdated, or impossible to keep clean? Well, there's a new revolutionary product that transforms most baths in about two days. And it isn't a one-size-fits-all system either or a Band-Aid over the top of your old bath. Joyce Factory Direct specializes in bath makeovers where they completely remove your old, dreary shower tub and replace it with a new custom-fit solution. The result is a brand-new, sophisticated, and stylish bathroom at a great price. Joyce Factory Direct's bath makeovers system uses 100% non-porous acrylic, which means it'll stay beautiful for years to come because mold or mildew cannot accumulate. Their experts will help you with designing and choosing between different showers or tubs which are available in dozens of colors and styles, including faux marble, granite, and tile. And like all Joyce Factory Direct products, it's built and guaranteed to last. Call now to schedule your free bath makeover appointment, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And we're back. Hey, if you want to call us, 216-901-0945. And I'm going to go right to the phones now. And uh, is this Jerry? Good morning, William. Hey, how I, long? It's been a long time. Well, you know, things are moving right along. So I'm uh, <laughs> just trying to stay above water. <laughs> that um, sounds good. I uh, have a couple stocks I'd like to run by you. Sure. Uh, one, one of them is Symantec, which just, I've been in that for a, a bit. It had a heck of a nice move the other day on some um, earnings. It's up about 9% uh, in the last couple of days. You see, that is outside of the obvious uh, most recent move. Is that uh, potentially a um, momentum stock at this point? Uh, yeah, actually it is. The uh, Hang on one second. I need to pull this up on uh, Y charts. 
And sure. I need white charts to uh, sponsor my show. <laughs> so I talk about them all the time. Yeah. Anyway, so SYMC, I already have that symbol memorized. I really like that company, by the way. It um, Peter Norton had a Norton Utilities, and sure, this guy could see in in digital in code uh, in machine language code. So the zeros and ones, he could literally see how many zeros and ones. He would see a line of code, and he would be, could do this in his head. And he would go in, and he would go in and he would uh, fix Microsoft's problems before Microsoft even knew they had problems. Wow! He would he would look at the code and in his head he already knew what the fixes were. This guy was like a super super genius. Yeah. And, yeah. And every time Bill Gates talked about him, Bill Gates's voice would go up like three or four octaves because he just hated him. <laughs> <laughs> because this guy, every time Microsoft rolled out a new product with all the bugs in it, he would fix it. <laughs> and, oh, and, uh, but anyway, that's so Symantec owns Norton. They bought Norton Utilities a long time ago. Right, right. And if you look at the uh, revenue, revenue growth's been kind of flat. That's why the stock hasn't really done much over the past, uh, well, it's actually about 10 years now. The um, But, you know, having said that, the uh, revenue was close to $5 billion, the market cap close to 15 billion that's not a that's not a big discount that's right around actually it's slightly over where it should be <laughs> given their given their profit margins uh it's not but if you look at it from a pure momentum play if if you yeah. put a put a buy stop order in that's a buy stop if you if you want to trade it you put a buy stop and you want to put it right above Friday's high, which was twenty four oh five. So I would put it at like twenty four fifteen. Uh huh. If it goes to that level, you're going to get filled, and then uh, it might be off to the races because what you're looking at is first of all, there's a double bottom. You could argue that there's a triple bottom, and you're actually taking out resistance right around twenty two ninety one. So if it goes uh-huh. and the high on Friday, hang on a second. It was up there. I didn't know it hit twenty five, but I knew it had a nice run. Yeah, the high was twenty four oh five. So if you put your buy stop in twenty four fifteen, it's gonna have to be moving in that direction again to get yeah. filled. And I would I would not I would I would cancel have let that order cancel in a month. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So a month from now, if it doesn't hit it, just let it go. You can okay. always if it comes back up sense. you can pick it up. Yeah, and with that kind of software, Symantec, for those of people that don't know, is like a computer uh, safety program. It does it does a lot of stuff. Software has some really big profit margins because they can deliver software over the Internet. Sure, it's not sure. like Ford who has to produce an entire car <laughs> right, and right. all the 5,000 parts that they have to buy to put together to, to produce that car. These guys put code out, and they sell it through emails. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, it's a very interesting company. It, it is. Uh, I'm not into software or computers that much, but I am fascinated by that. Uh, another one, uh, Qualys. Uh, we've talked about that before. It's been up and down and up and down. You know, you see that as just market gyrations, or you think there's something might be something going on with it again? Well, that it, you know, the software companies—they're so difficult. And uh, Warren, uh-huh. Warren Buffett's got this. Um, 
Uh, what do you call those things that uh, they don't hardly anybody uses them anymore because most offices are kind of paperless. But he had an inbox. Yeah, he's got an inbox on his desk and he's got it labeled too difficult. <laughs> and when you see a company like Qualys, I think it fits that perfectly. You got a, a, a revenue 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 is growing fast. Okay, but revenue two hundred sixty seven million. The stock market value, if you multiply the the share price by the number of shares, that tells you what the whole company is currently selling for. Uh, it's, it's not enterprise value; it's just a market cap. So right, right. that's three and a half billion. So, so you got a company that's got two hundred sixty-seven million dollars in sales, not in profits. Okay, their yeah, their yeah. their profit was only forty-five million, and it's. <laughs> Pretty bad, yeah. it, it it is, but you know it it is growing very quickly. Uh, their profit margins are humongous, thirty two percent net after tax. That is that's really big. Yeah. If you were doing the sixty second test, you would uh, you'd say this thing is probably it, it's overvalued by the sixty second test. So okay. I would basically I'm going to pass on it if the uh, if you wanted to trade it. I I wouldn't even recommend trading it. It, it it's just too hard. That okay. that goes that goes in the Warren Buffett category. Too hard. <laughs> how how about our local uh, company? Is a little more nuts and bolts. Lincoln Electric. Well, Lincoln Electric's been around a very long time. Uh, it's a great company. It's been very well yeah. managed over the years, and their market cap is less than two times their annual sales. So at this price level, it actually looks pretty good. Here's the thing, you know, Lincoln Electric does a lot of stuff, and the profit margins on the company are not that high. You know? Yeah, oh, no, I know that, yeah. So, and if you go into a recession, any sort of a recession, those profit margins tend to turn into losses pretty quickly. And uh, not necessarily Lincoln Electric. It's, it's, yeah, it's, got, it's got a big advantage over companies like Ford and, and General Motors because they're not quite as many moving parts to the company. And it's well, the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm looking right now back to 2006. They've only had it looks like two negative quarters over that entire time period. And so the uh profit margins range from a minus 9% to a plus 15%. That's a pr- pretty big spread. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say I know from a uh pretty reliable source that uh they their largest account probably is Caterpillar. And Caterpillar, as you know, had a, a, a great uh, quarter. I would assume they're going to have to follow suit, uh, or they should anyway. Yeah, it's you know it's slightly underpriced. Um, if you look at the uh, price to sales ratio, and then you look at the revenue, revenue growth is you're, nice. It's, you're talking about Lincoln, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So if I were to buy Lincoln, that's one of those stocks because I know you like to do covered calls. It, sure. I would do covered calls on Lincoln. Gotcha. If I own the stock, I would definitely do covered calls. You get a, a 2% uh, d- dividend yield, so you can probably yeah. pick up 10 or 15% in call premium over the next 12 months. You know, There's nothing wrong with that. It is a very solid company. So, yeah, that would be a good, that would be a good candidate for covered calls. Hey, one other question. In an um, IRA account, can you... Yeah, you can sell covered calls and you can sell stop loss. Can you do both at the same time? 
Well, you're not really selling a stop loss. You're placing a stop loss order. Placing. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. You can do both. You can do both. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you're going to lock in a certain rate if you're satisfied with that of return. If it goes up, it's going to go one way. If it goes down, because if it if the stock would go down and you get uh, sold out of it, then that covered call becomes a naked call, right? Yeah, you'd have a uh, uh, then you'd have a problem on your hands. So you're going to have to watch that yeah, one yeah. really closely. Yeah. So yeah. I probably wouldn't recommend doing that in an IRA. And <laughs> not yeah, a, not a good idea. Actually, I don't think that's a good idea for the average investor to do at all because they're just I don't think it's, nobody's got I, that I, kind I, of time. I don't think it's uh, permissible to do. That's the question I was asking. Not. Oh no no no! You can sell a call and have a stop on a stock in an IRA. You you, you, you can. Yes. That's interesting. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, very good. Thank you, William. Right. Nice talking with you. Hey, you too. Have yeah, a good bye. weekend. Yeah, you too. Bye. Sorry to hit you with all that technical stuff. <laughs> so that's one of the problems with being fascinated with financial services. You learn a lot of crap. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, it might help somebody. Uh, what we're kind of talking about, these are the types of things that we'll, we'll talk about on the Lookout for the Bull website. It'll be a little more detailed. The general knowledge, general information, this is the kind of stuff that everybody needs. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, to be able to retire comfortably without taking a pay cut okay you need to learn how to invest in stocks that's my personal opinion and let me tell you why i have that opinion because interest rates are incredibly low and like i was talking about earlier in the show if you had a million dollars and you're getting two and a half percent on a cd that's only two thousand a little over two thousand dollars a month before taxes I think about that. A million dollars. This is one of the reasons if you're talking to your kids or your grandkids or college students, you might want to talk to them about the benefits of working for a government agency. Because government agencies got a pension. And those pensions, those pensions are going to end up being worth millions of dollars. Think about that. If you're only getting $2,000 a month from a pension, you got to have a million dollars right now to be able to do that super safely. And a lot of pensions I see are four, five, six thousand. Somebody that got in and worked their entire time. And you can invest on the side as a hobby. And uh, maybe you retire early because you've done well enough. You've put enough money away. But I would really, if I'm counseling kids, I'm saying, you know what? Uh, look for a job that has a pension. You might be working for a government agency. Yeah, and it depends. I mean, if you want to be build a business and take a shot, you know, that's basically what I did. I I wanted to build a business, so I took a shot. You know, and my business it's going pretty good. Yeah, but I can tell you, there are an awful lot of times when I'm looking around, going, man, I don't know, one of those pensions would look pretty good right now. <laughs> right now. The uh, so you got to actually again one of the things that parents, grandparents, I mean, kids won't listen to their parents. But grandparents have a slight edge because they're not there all the time. And they're generally, because they're not there all, all the time, they're generally a little bit better liked <laughs> than the parents are. And if you talk to your uh, grandkids, you can tell them about this kind of stuff. You can teach them how to pick stocks. All you have to do is learn how. That's not as hard as, as, as you might think. It's really not as hard as you might think. So we're working on getting that material out there and, uh, I'm looking, really looking forward to it. I think the last, 
don't know, 15 years of my career. I plan on working for another at least 15 years. I don't know, Warren Buffett's still working in probably the only area that I'd ever be able to compete is to work longer than he is. And that's even getting tough because I think he's 87 or 88 now. <laughs> yeah, but that would be pretty hard. But I like it. And I think the, there's great opportunity today. Everybody, I know there's a lot to worry about. There are always is a lot to worry about. That's always going to be there. That's just the nature of the beast. You're always going to have things that could potentially go wrong. That's just, that's just life. And some people that, you know, learn how to accept that and plan for it. That's kind of the key is planning for it. You know, it's going to happen. You have time periods where you don't do that well in, in financial markets. It's going to happen. You have time periods where you do exceptionally well. If you stay in it long enough, it's probably going to happen. Not allowed to guarantee that, by the way. My business, we're not allowed to guarantee uh, anything. And you really shouldn't. You should take a look at where you are. Do the best you can. Get the best education you can regarding finances and investing. Because it's really important. And even if you don't want to know it personally, there's a bunch of kids out there. They're not teaching this in school. They are not teaching the things that kids need to know. They're teaching budgeting. They're teaching the, the websites. Well, if you put it, actually one of the things that is really good about what I see today, if you look hard enough on the internet, you can find these calculators online that will tell you if you got started at this time and put this much money away and increased it over time and you earn this much on it. This is how much you would have. Now, every time when, when kids first start doing that, incidentally, or adults, they go in and they look at the long-term average of the stock market being 10% a year and they use that number. Some of them use, you know, 12 or 13. I'm not sure I would do that. And I'll tell you why, because in order to have achieved those returns, you'd have to watch your whole portfolio have been down by 50% three or four times. That's exactly what you want to do, isn't it? You're getting ready to retire and all of a sudden your money's worth half. <laughs> that is not what you want to do. Believe me, that's not what you want to do. That's why we're doing the seminar. That seminar is going to be on February 20, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, February 21st. That is a Thursday, 6.30. The quickest path to recovery without increasing your risk. Quickest path to recovery without increasing your risk. In many cases, you can actually reduce your risk and get back to even a little quicker. Depends on the situation. I hear the music. It means I have to take a commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bullington here on 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? 
our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. How much snow on the roof is too much? That depends a lot on the way your roof was constructed. Steep and smooth roofs tend to shed snow easily, while roofs that are only slightly pitched or flat tend to collect big drifts. Another important factor is the weight of the snow. Removing a heavy snow load can be tricky. If you have a multi-story house, you'd best not be climbing up and down icy cold ladders to dizzying heights. Better to leave that to licensed insured pros who have the right equipment to get the job done right. On the other hand, if you have a single-story home, you can use a long telescoping snow rake to pull snow off the roof. One caution, though, rakes that come into contact with shingles can do a lot of damage, so look for sturdy models with small rollers that keep the edge of the rake away from the shingles. Finally, before you start pulling snow off the roof, put some thought into where the snow is going to land. You don't want to damage your plants. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. The Bullington Capital Report. There are three risk levels for the average investor. First risk level is the risk that you're taking now. The second risk level is the risk level that you should be taking based on your personality. And then there's the risk that you may need to take to be able to reach your financial goals. Now, occasionally, all three of those are one and the same. That's somebody who's really sophisticated. They got it. Saturday mornings at 11 on AM 1420. The answer. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1-800-368-6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call 1-800-368-6262. Well, you want more, so get more. Donate your ride to Our Lady of the Wayside. When I was young... And we're back. Hey, if you have a question, comment, you'd like to talk to somebody at my firm, mainly me. <laughs> Actually, one of my uh, coworkers will set up a meeting for you. There's no cost to doing so. Uh, feel free to go to my website or just give us a call, 330-664-0700. Um, this stuff is not easy. Uh, it should be a lot easier. That's my personal opinion. It should be a lot easier than it is. And I think a lot of the confusion comes from an awful lot of reasons. There are a lot of people involved in this industry. It's an old industry. It's, it's been growing at a rate that's you know, unprecedented. It really has. Financial services industry has grown faster than most other industries in the past you know, 20, 30 years. Think about it. Think about all the new products that have been coming out, all the regulations that have been changing almost every year. 
So it's one of the faster growing industries the, uh, the world has ever seen. In fact, it reminds me of technology. It's, you just hang around for a few minutes. It'll change. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so feel free to give us a call and ask whatever questions you have. If I don't know the answers, I know how to find the answers. And something, again, we're trying to do at Bullington Capital is we're making relationships now with companies that are outside of our area of expertise so that we have somebody that is reliable to refer people to. And uh, there are a lot of different things that, that you need today. The world has gotten incredibly complicated. Now, we're going to do our best to simplify that as much as we possibly can. That's why we're holding the seminars. Investment management is one of the more important items that you can do financially. Paying Just paying attention, not overtaking the risk. One of the, uh, let's, I'd really like to take just a minute here and point out something that I have to deal with and every financial advisor on the planet has to deal with constantly. Somebody will go and they will compare their performance of the, their portfolio to the S&P 500 when they've got bonds, small cap stocks, international stocks. That's one of the more uninformed things that you can do. Why would you, it's like comparing apples and bananas. Hey, they're both pieces of fruit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> you don't. That, that's not a good comparison. So if you're, if you've got a large cap aggressive growth fund and you want to compare it to the S&P 500, okay, that's a good comparison. And, and it's, you still may not end up outperforming it over time. In fact, most of them won't, but the, uh, but, You'd like to see that you're relatively close and that the management is doing a good job managing the risk on your fund. If you manage the risk, sooner or later, the returns tend to take care of themselves. But again, the common mistake I see is people go out and they look, especially when the S&P's done really well. When S&P's done really well, that's all you hear about from the public. Well, look at that. Look how well. And, and that was, by the way, popularized by a lot of people around the industry that had a, you know, we're selling something. Look at the performance. Okay. Well, the S&P was down 20% recently. How much were you down? Were you down 20%? If you weren't down 20%, it's because you didn't have all your money in the S&P <laughs> or the uh, more aggressive portions of the S&P because some of those were down more than 20 and by the way, those that had been down more than 20 were the same ones that were up more than the average fund was. So um, I'm, I'm speaking for every financial planner on the planet right now because I know that you know and you deal with this the same as I do. People coming in, the S&P on September 24th peaked and dropped 20% that bottomed on the 26th of December. So over a two-month period, the market was down 20%. Okay, From from top to bottom, it was a 20% drop. In the old days, we used to classify that as a bear market. You know, now it's just a correction because since then, it's up about 15%. And if you had pulled your money out during that time period, you're feeling pretty foolish right about now. Uh, if you're holding things other than just the S&P, you probably didn't go down that much. I think the average account that, that we managed was down around 8% or so. 
That's because we don't hold the uh, S&P 500 exclusively. We hold portions of it. We do hold portions of it. And that's the whole idea behind diversifying. You don't want to put all of your money in one thing because trying to guess at whether or not it's going to go up or down or developing a feeling. If you develop a feeling, if you do that often enough, you'll stop doing that. You know why? Because you're going to get your feelings hurt (laughs) when you're wrong (laughs) over and over and over again. That's a, uh, it's, I know you see a lot of advertising from a lot of companies that seem very reputable that tell you they can tell where, tell you where the turns in the market are. No, they can't. In fact, one of them is hilarious. One of them located not too far from here and they're extremely popular. They've made an enormous amount of money and they, they say they, that they've actually called the turns in the market. And what's is, what is really funny is if you look at the graphs that they show and the arrows, here's your buy, sell, here's your sell, here's your buy, here's your sell their returns are a lot lower. <laughs> no, Nobody's bothering to do the math to figure out that the returns. Are, and so they're being honest in their advertising, except for the part where they say you can beat the market by, you know, timing it, trying to jump in and jump out. Not in the short term, not in the short run. That is, that's almost impossible. Now there will be times, there will be times when staying away from stocks is probably going to be very advisable. I think back in 2000, that was a lot easier to see, incidentally. It was easy to see that what was going on was not sustainable. That was easy to see. The 2006 through 2009, because in 2006 is when the mortgages first started cracking and going bad a little bit. Then they accelerated through 2007. By 2008, it was a full-blown crisis, and it bottomed in the first quarter of 2009. So think about that for a second. You got a long time period. By the way, stocks didn't start rolling over until 2007. Most people think that they peaked in uh, 2000, I think it was 2008 or so, but they were already down quite a bit by that point in time. The S&P didn't roll over until November of 2007. So from November, the the S&P 500 didn't peak out until November of 2007. Then it bottomed in, in March of 2009. That's another thing, another bone to pick that I have with my own industry. They're always saying, well, what was the best year? What is the worst year? Who cares? You know what I want to know? Where did you stop going up and how far down did you go? I don't care if it a year is, is meaningless because this one peaked in November of 2007 and didn't bottom until March of 2009. So if you're only looking at a one-year time period, you're not getting the full picture. And they know you're not getting the full picture, and they're sticking with that story. You know why they're sticking to that story? Because they graduated from one of Trump University. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. Please, no hate mail. <laughs> it was just a joke. <laughs> the, uh, no, but they're not telling the whole truth. That is, a, that is not good. And uh, those are my, uh, those are the people in my industry. Those are my coworkers. Yeah. And somebody forgot to tell the stock market, hey, you're supposed to begin and end on a calendar year, you know, every cycle. No, it, it doesn't work that way. And so if I've made <laughs> most of the mistakes, and they're not mistakes, the vast majority of, of people that get upset with their advisors, 
get them because their advisors are being conservative. They're running the portfolios more conservatively than the client realizes. And when they realize is when the market's taken off. Like if you were to have invested, okay, if you were to have invested, hang on one second, I got to fix this. If you were to have got the day after Christmas, okay, if you invested the day after Christmas, do you realize that a month later you're up 15% in a month? In one month, you'd be up 15 So if you had a crystal ball that worked, by the way, I'm mad at you because you didn't tell me. <laughs> if you had a crystal ball that worked, you're up 15% in a month. The fact that nobody I know personally, and I know a lot of people, nobody emailed me, nobody called me and said, hey, Bill, this is it. Okay. That's just <laughs> I probably shouldn't take those voices on. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Yeah. I'm really not. Uh, I really want to yell at anybody <laughs> when they come in the office. Yeah. Even at seminars. I'd really like to help you. Yeah, We need help. Everybody needs help. And uh, you know what I meant to do today and I forgot is talk about some of the stocks that were coming up on, on scans because I do have uh, clients who like that sort of thing. When they're coming up on a scan, it's because the stock is moving up very quickly. And uh, oftentimes, if there's a good reason for that stock to be moving up very quickly, sometimes they just keep moving up very quick, quickly. And uh, in fact, this is, this is pretty funny. There's a company, I just... Remember this because I have a, a client that used to buy and sell this stock a lot. The uh, and its symbol is LNG, and it came up on a scan today. Um, I'm probably not going to buy it. The uh, but I think it's very interesting, and it came up on one of my scans. And now that I hear the music, I guess you'll have to wait till next week to find out why. <laughs> Everybody, I hope you have a good week. Good investing, good luck. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 The Answer. Also carried as a podcast on 955thefish.com. I will see you next week. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report. Broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420 The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.